0: If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention.
1: ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off Time Jive, my name is Tyler Pino, and joining me uh, today is not Mikey Chan, Mikey Chan's off sucking dicks or something, <laughs> I am joined by your old pal, and ours, from across the country, Gian fucking Gomez. Hey! <laughs> Gian, where are you right now? I'm in Florida right now.
0: And and where am I? You are in New York City.
1: What the fuck is this witchcraft? How is this even happening? The power of the internet. Can you imagine if the pioneers had tried to do this? If we told them, like, 400 years ago, that one day you will be able to record a podcast from across the country. They'd be like, what the fuck is a podcast? And then they'd stab you to death because you're probably, like, I don't know, wearing blue jeans.
0: That would be their thing? But the blue jeans, not the uh, jump in technology <laughs> that they well, would be afraid of?
1: They wouldn't understand that, because they'd be like, okay. oh, it's like a radio show over the computer. They're like, what's a computer, and what the fuck is a radio show? And then they'd just be like, you're just a witch from some other place. And then
0: You're just you a blue jean witch, and I'm
1: gonna kill you. <laughs> they can see the blue jeans, and they can comprehend the blue jeans. Anything else, it's beyond their scope. But, so... Gion um, is joining us today because uh, Mikey Chan's busy this week. He, he wasn't able to do the show. And we still wanted to have this episode where we talk about <laughs> fucking Game of Thrones. Man, fucking we haven't really Game talked about Thrones. it. We've talked about it once this entire season, I think. We talked about uh, Hard Home, that episode. And then after the Jurassic World episode, uh, Mikey Chan and I talked about uh, episode nine a little bit but it, it went too long and it was kind of rambling and incoherent cuz Mikey Chen wasn't really interested in the conversation. He had no idea what the hell I was <laughs> yeah. talking about. So does I just he cut it wa- out. Does I he like, watch
0: Game of Thrones? I thought he did. He
1: he does, but I I just don't think that it, well we recorded late. I mean he I don't know. Yeah. I I I'm I'm done making excuses for that guy. We don't need him anymore. <laughs> That's
0: right. We have audacity.
1: Hey man. Mikey Chan, your head's on the chopping block, fella, so you gotta pick up your game, because we could get rid of you at any moment. We, 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 distance is no longer a barrier. That's
0: right. Anyway. You're just a blue jean witch now, so you better watch <laughs> out. You're a fucking
1: blue jean witch, Chan. <laughs> 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 Okay, so uh, Game of Thrones. We just had the season finale. We're already done with fucking Game of Thrones. Can you fucking believe? It? I, I feel like it went by. Yeah, extraordinarily it was fast. Ex- an extremely fast season. I mean, it's it's we we've gotten to this point in television where. I I mean, I guess nothing's changed about television. I don't know where (laughs) he was going with that. But it's just we wait for an entire year for this show, then it happens, and then it's gone. It's over like that, man. I mean, I just wish they would record more. And then that's where I was going with the whole television thing. You know, we're living in this generation where uh, we like to stream our content now. Things like Netflix and and, and web-only TV shows have kind of changed the game. you got things like Daredevil where you could sit down in marathon the entire season in, in in one sitting. And that's kinda like how I want to do it. I wish Game of Thrones was like that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Cause like every time we get to the end of the episode, I'm like, oh my God, I have to wait a whole week? And then at the end of the finale I'm like, I have to wait a whole year? I might not even be alive this time next year. That's, For real? really that's far that's, ahead. I
0: feel like I think of that all the time. Like when people announce like big movies or something. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, or like if, big, or big video die? games, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that's awesome. And then it's they're like, oh, it's not till 2017. I'm like, what the fuck? I could be dead by then. What's going to, you know,
1: <laughs> right. I'll it's never like, get to play that. I wouldn't say it's like likely, but it's, it's that it's sure. a possibility. Sure. It's, there's no denying that. Oh, it's, it's, it's always
0: like a, likely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in Kick-Ass where they're about to kill him. And he's strapped to the chair with Big Daddy, and they light Big Daddy on fire, oh, and he's man. like, holy shit, I'm about to die. I'm never going to find out what happened on Lost. I really appreciated that moment. You know what? <laughs> he,
0: like, he could have just died, and it wouldn't have mattered, because the I ending know, of Lost a was terrible. terrible. Jack plunges the island with a, toil- with a toilet plunger. That was the ending of Lost.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm glad that that's not a show that I ever followed.
0: Because I just you're heard lucky. how
1: disappointed people were at the end of it. <laughs> I marathoned
0: it. I, I think I watched, like, uh, up to the second season, like, maybe third season. And that that was the um, time that the show was ending with the final season. Or the final no. season was about to begin. So I marathoned the shit from, like, third season onward in the course of, like, I think two weeks or something, um, yeah. to get caught up so I could watch the new season. It was, yeah. It was terrible. Because those those episodes are like each... I think they're like two hours long. Something really? like that. I, maybe like, I don't know, maybe it's like an hour and a half. I don't know. I'm getting the time wrong, probably. But when and there's like so many episodes in a season. Yeah. It was brutal. It's hard to do. And then for yeah, that man. ending... I was like, "What the why? Why did I do I this to myself?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god, this show was, it was so all good." For yeah, it really was.
1: But anyway, I digress. Let's get back. Game of Thrones, dude. Uh, what did you think of the finale?
0: What did uh, you think of this season
1: in general? Really?
0: I liked this season. Um, like you said, it felt really short. I think just because we're used to streaming content and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't feel like anything, anything really big happened until the very, maybe like last three episodes.
1: That's, that's the thing. And like, the, I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't say it was terrible either. Mm-hmm. I'd say that it is my least favorite of the seasons. Yeah. But. That's still pretty fucking good because it's, you know, it's one of the best shows on TV. Yeah, so sure. Even if, it's, even if it's just okay, it's a thousand times better than, you know, Big Bang Theory. Right. Or something like that. I don't know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they're very comparable programs, I think. Uh, but I will say this. Being a book reader, um, reader of uh, uh, of of, of a, Thrones, not a, a just series. A book oh, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> not just you don't read any other general. books. You just mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to put my literacy on other people. Song of Fire and Ice.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that Feast for Crows and Dance with Dragons were some of the slower books in the series. Probably the two slowest. Um, Feast is my least favorite because it introduces a lot of new characters. um, uh, And I didn't. it, It also took out a lot of the characters that I really liked. but anyway they were both of them dancer dragons included was a little bit slow they seemed to be world building type books i mean you had the first the the original trilogy culminating with the red wedding at the end of storm of swords and i think that's where all the action was happening um and then in the next two books he kind of had to set up and uh, re-establish some things for the grand finale but uh That being said, this was the season that they were covering most of Feast for Crows and Dance with Dragons. And they slapped them together in a single book, or a single season rather. And that is a lot of content um, for 10 hours. And I think that a lot of things felt rushed this season. And it was simply because um, they they're just trying to fit too much in at one time. Yeah. But... I think that the start of the season, when everything was really... The first couple of episodes, I wasn't on board. I was like, what are they... Come on, what are they doing? Like, uh, sending Sansa to Winterfell, to me, was a big problem. Because it didn't really make sense. (laughs) Like, you have Sansa... She's wanted for regicide. As far as Cersei is concerned, she was a co-conspirator in Joffrey's murder. So, she goes missing. And in the books, she dyes her hair. um, and, And she poses as... Uh, Littlefinger's bastard. And they do that at, at the beginning of this season, or maybe even at the end of the last season. But she quickly reveals her identity in this, and then he marries her off to the Boltons. But the Boltons are in line with the Lannisters, and if you were to marry off your you know, son to, to the person that just killed the fucking king right you've broken isn't the truth between yeah isn't that gonna lead to trouble which i guess it did and littlefinger kind of handled that because he's got this 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 reality warping machine where he could get from any point into in right. yeah within oh, like five seconds yeah i
0: don't understand he's like so fast he just it's he's ridiculous he's in he's like all the way back in fucking uh king's landing before you know it i was like weren't you just like all the way up in the north with how did yeah, that happen? I mean, they
1: established in the first season that it takes months to right. to get from one place to another. But I mean, that being said, like time and space has always been an issue with this show. They did—they're not real um, concrete about they're—they're uh, they're not really consistent with how long things take. Right. Whatever. Um. So that's like a quibble, but it—it it ended up getting better from there. Uh being that she was... Uh, Littlefinger had anticipated that Cersei would get pissed, and now it's all part of his plan, I guess, to to install himself as the Warden of the North, which hopefully happens in next season.
0: That would be but, awesome. Um, I'd love to see that. You're yeah,
1: what, like, Littlefinger, man, he's just getting it. Like, I think... I think he's going to be the one that's going to win the Game of Thrones, honestly. (laughs) I don't think he's going to keep the throne for very long, because I don't think he has the propensity to be a really good leader. Mm -hmm. But as far as other, you know, parties are concerned, he's the one getting the most done, and everything seems to be falling in his favor left and right. You know what I mean? He's already the Warden of the Vale. Um, he, he married off Kat's crazy sister, Liza, and then killed her, installed himself, uh he's temporary warden of the veil vale anyway, cause he he's, he's Robert Aaron's, um, uh, what do you call it? Like Godfather oh, protector yeah, that's for right, right now.
0: That's right.
1: Or Robin Aaron in the show. I think he's called the little kid that breastfeeds way yeah. in, into his 11th year of life. Little, <laughs> um,
0: little boob sucker kid. Yeah.
1: Little titty sucker <laughs> as he's known throughout the seven kingdoms. <laughs> uh, so he's got them on his side. He he's, about to get the north and he seems to be gunning for um the riverlands as well because nobody in the books Jamie's story is vastly different one of the major changes this year was that uh they sent him to Dorn which we'll talk about that in a second cuz that uh, it's really grinds my gears not that they changed his story but man was that Dorn thing stupid <laughs> everything that happened in Dorn was so fucking pointless but anyway, like he he was supposed to go up and quell all of the rebellions in the Riverlands, where where Catelyn Stark's family was, and they're still against the crown. Um, and he goes and puts down that rebellion, more or less. Uh, that's his 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 goal, anyway. But they didn't touch that this season, and I don't think they're going to. I think it's eventually just going to be Littlefinger somehow weaseling his way in there as well. So he's just slowly taking over everything. But uh. Since I brought it up, why don't we why don't we go ahead and start with Dorne? what,
0: what yeah, were your thoughts yeah.
1: on Dorne and the Sand Snakes and <laughs> um, all of that?
0: I mean, I liked uh, the introduction to uh, Oberon's daughters. Are, are they his bastard yeah, the children snakes. or his like rightful? Like, what are they?
1: They're bastards, but in Dorne, that doesn't really matter. Like, oh, okay. their their entire culture and, and attitude towards marriage and everything and even their like line of secession is completely different than the rest of westeros i think in the show it leads you to believe that they're the children of Ilaria, the big tall neck lady
0: mm-hmm. yeah she's like that. a she's like a giraffe she was just...
1: she's crazy yeah <laughs> and i feel like her her, her costume accentuates it because she's got those little spikes on her
0: shoulders yeah yeah i'm just like and how like tall it... is she like i keep seeing her I'm like is she really... did she get taller
1: She's very serpentine, yeah. She looks like a snake, which is Dorn's whole thing. So cool, but uh, yeah, I think that it's supposed to be
0: her daughters.
1: Mm-hmm. I could be wrong because uh, when we do get introduced to what's her name, she's like right. my mother. Who cares? Fuck it, whatever. The
0: the, the daughters, the thing. <laughs> I thought I, I really liked um, being introduced to Dorn. I liked. I was glad to finally see it in the show, brought to life. After, yeah. you know, hearing all these things about it, um, uh, I didn't really think that a lot went on in Dorne that was necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like the be, at the beginning when we're introduced to, well, not introduced, but uh, reintroduced to, um, I don't remember her name, <laughs> Giraffe Lady. Elaria. Uh, yeah, Elaria. And um, how she's, you know, upset. She's, like, trying to get the current... Um, what did you call him? Do they still call them their king? I mean, they still call them their king, right? Over what there? do you mean? Like their ruler? Do they call them the king? He's
1: a prince. Oh, they right. They right. will technically have a king. The highest is prince or princess. That's true. Think.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. How she's like telling him, you know, we need to go back. We need to. It's like get a revenge.
1: Yeah. And prince Laurent, you're talking about the guy yeah, in the wheelchair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, like just from that, and then to the end of the whole thing. At the end of the season, I, I felt like it was the same shit. Like we were just left off in the same place. Exactly.
1: I mean, she succeeded in her goal, but I feel like you could have done that off camera. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, somebody on Reddit uh, timed it out, and there's over 40 minutes of screen time this year in Dorn, um, which is a lot considering you know how fast everything moves in the show. Mm hmm. I feel like they could have cranked this out in like two episodes. It just it it, it dragged so bad, and the the ultimate thing was that they kill Marcella, right? Well, that was already telegraphed in the very first fucking episode when Cersei goes to that fortune teller, uh, Maggie the Frog. Oh, that's right. And she says that uh, the king will have twenty children and you will have three. Gold will be their hair. Gold will be their crowns and gold will be their veils meaning all three of them are going to die. Mhm. So I don't know. I feel like they could have done that in two three episodes even if they like took off of Dorn. If we had like the first couple episodes when when Jamie and Braun get there and what I will say about this whole Dorn subplot, I do like the interaction between Jamie and Braun. I like those characters. I, I like Oh yeah, the they're, they're great right together. Here. They're and, awesome. Yeah, and I'm happy that they brought Braun back because he Kind of vanishes in the books. You hear about him, but he's never with another point of view character, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, they could have brought him back in any capacity that they wanted to. They could, they could have put him anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, just have two episodes where they get captured and then bring him back and then kill Marcella. We didn't need 40 minutes devoted to this. That was an absurd waste of time. Uh, and the thing with like the whole plot against them... There's something about it that just didn't really make sense to me because I've been waiting and I was waiting up until this last episode, the season finale, to be... I was waiting for them to do a reveal uh, where maybe it was Prince Doran who plotted the whole thing. Because I'm like, this has to be going somewhere, right? This has to have some kind of twist or some kind of point to it. But at the end of the day, it turns out, yeah, it was all planned out by Illyria. <laughs> it all happened exactly the way you thought it was going to happen. Um, she takes the necklace and sends it to Cersei. So my the two big fan theories online were that either Cersei set this whole thing up herself, um, just to get uh, Marcella back, or that Doran actually did it, and there was something more going on than what you actually saw. But to me, like if Ilaria is able to sneak into Marcella's room to get the necklace, why not just kill her then? I mean, she killed her with poison anyway. Like, and it wasn't fast-acting act poison. It was you wouldn't be able to really discern who did it. But instead, no time
0: to let her father know she loves him. Yeah, and for his incestuous which, relationship,
1: which was a great scene. Like that was such a like a nice heartfelt moment between the two of them, and then it's just pulled away in another yeah. Shyamalanian twist. Um, mm-hmm. Which seems like that's all the series is at this point. It's a series of twists. But, uh, so why couldn't she just kill her then? And then why would she go and announce to the whole world that she plans to kill Mercilla Because what if Dorne, Doran acts the way that he ends up acting and saying, no, I don't want you to kill this girl. And you remember back in uh, a couple seasons ago when that fight happened with Oberyn? Um, he in even said, Yeah. He even said, we don't hurt girls, little girls in Dorn. So what does Alaria do to honor her fallen lover? <laughs> she just goes against everything he just said. Um, and so we know that that's kind of a Dornish principle. Like, they're, they're not fucking child killers. So, it really did feel like just like a dead end plot. And like, what are they going to do now? Like, that boat... Isn't that far away?
0: <laughs> I know. Dude, when that happened, I was like, like, they got on the boat, and she was fine with it. I was like, okay, she's gonna, like, she's probably gonna poison her. Mm-hmm. And she did poison her. Um, yeah, as soon as she and did then that, I, and like, then, she's like, making la-
1: out with Mercilla, I was like, this is weird. What is this?" <laughs> yeah, weird? I was like, like this is this?
0: a long goodbye kiss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is one um, of the top
1: weirdest things I've seen on television. This, like, middle-aged woman <laughs> making out with this well, young that's... teenage girl. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, like the last shot is her what throwing the thing into the water. She's taking the antidote and looking out at the boat, and they yeah, all you heard no walk away. Totally but the boat isn't far at all. No, it's like, like yeah, I was yards like out. okay, I was like so. First episode, what next season? They're just it's going to show the boat turning around. Like, <laughs> what are they going to do here? They're not going to sail all the way back to King's Landing, acting like like nothing uh, happened. <laughs> yeah, it's like like. It, what would be the point of that? Like, oh, let's... Uh, it doesn't it's, make it's, any sense. Because they're not going to be, like, surprised when they do eventually, like, counterattack. Or... I know. It's,
1: well, and it's not a mystery who did it, either. I mean, Bron yeah. already got hit with the same fucking poison. So as soon as mm-hmm. Jamie's like, hey, mercilla just got a nosebleed and died out of nowhere, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, that same thing almost happened to me. Guess who did it? The fucking Sand Snakes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, but like what did they do? And that's I, I wanted to talk about that. What is their end game now? Like do they turn the boat around? Cuz they have the prince. They have Tristain on the boat. Yeah. So they perfectly set up this hostage situation. Like the only outco- like only possible outcomes are just fucking shitting on Dorn forever. Like, just wiping it off the face of the map. Because once Cersei hears about this, especially after that walk of shame, and especially after everything else that's happened, she is not going to be in a state of mind to be like, oh, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm sure they didn't mean it. She's going to be like, burn them down and fucking salt the earth around them. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I I don't know what happens next season. I I don't know, do they turn that boat around? Because they still got Aerial Hota, uh, that big... Like the big black guy with the axe. Mm-hmm. Um, they have him as well. And he was for Prince Doran. And Prince Doran was for Princess Marcella. So everybody is Hilaria's enemy now. There's no outcome where she doesn't just fucking die like crazy. I don't know
0: why she hasn't, like, taken off with her sand snakes. Because, yeah, no one's on her side over there. I don't I don't, don't get know. Like,. It.
1: Are the showrunners like trying to tell us that she's literally retarded? Like (laughs) she, I, she has no foresight whatsoever. I just don't get this whole storyline.
0: I feel like the sand snakes are being underused too. Like I want to see them a lot next season. Yeah, well, in like a a bigger capacity because I feel like they're they're the the uh, children of Prince Oberon.
1: Yeah, they're They're supposed to be awesome.
0: Yeah, they're like yeah you were telling me about them I think before the season started and mm-hmm. it sounded amazing I read a little bit up on them yeah and I was like wow they're okay so they're really good fighters like they' all have their specialty mm-hmm. they're like just and the these whole country good foot loves soldiers like, right yeah they're able
1: to amass an army like in the books Doran mm-hmm. has to have them imprisoned um, before they start you know rallying enough people to their cause or else they would you know either beseat him and go to war anyway or just bad things would happen. Mm -hmm. um there's yeah they're supposed to be incredible but go on
0: um yeah and they were just like i felt like they were just uh her like little uh gophers in this season like yeah they were henchmen it was stupid it was it was goofy
1: yeah and you know it's like one of those things that people are have been complaining about and rightly so to a degree is how the show uh portrays its female characters because George R. R. Martin has always been very very good at 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 writing realistic female characters and not falling into like the stupid damsel in distress fantasy trope kind of things but it seems like you know Benioff and Weiss the showrunners are doing everything in their power to undo <laughs> that for like, real They've turned Sansa into... They said that Sansa was going to be like a badass this season. And she's finally going to stop playing the victim. And she's finally going to start, like, you know, gaining her own agency back. And then how do they do that? They marry her off to Ramsay and have her, like, raped for a month straight. He's broken more. Yeah. Just break her more. She's absolutely just a victim, a damsel in distress. There's nothing that she could do. Um, But, yeah, I think the Sand Snakes absolutely undersold completely. Um, I guess they're coming back in the next season. But to me, I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Why bother at this point? What can you do <laughs> to save that uh, story? Yeah. But anyway. It's just underwhelming. That whole that
0: plot side was yeah. fucking still underwhelming.
1: It's, and, you know, I, I, I really like the actor who plays Prince Doran. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I, I thought he was great. I mm-hmm. think um, I would have liked to see a lot more of him in Dorne if we had to do Dorne. And I was also hoping he'd be a schemer as well. Like maybe yeah, he he's got an ace in He was in the just hole. kind of there.
0: Yeah, he was, a, he was just there. He didn't do anything.
1: He was just there. He did everything right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he was just the voice of reason, and I appreciate that because Ilaria was just batshit insane and like full retard. Where you're just like, why are you doing what you're doing? Can't you see how stupid this all is? But, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, maybe the next season opens and we find out something bigger. One could only hope. But, moving right along, I, yeah, Dorn, fuck it, <laughs> underwhelmed Dorn. the entire time. So, the other big thing, I mean, there's lots of big things that happened in this episode, but one that we talked about, uh, Mikey, Jen, and I last week, but it didn't come to air, this whole thing with Stannis, um, has had a lot of book readers fucking losing their minds. And I mean, fantasy
0: fiction are talking, readers... Are we talking about the, the kid burning? Or? Yeah, yeah, him, uh, the,
1: the burning and everything. Uh, fantasy readers uh, on the internet aren't known to be the most level-headed people in the world. Fanboys. Um...
0: No, you don't say.
1: But this was, like, big. And to the, to a degree, I agree with them. I'm like, I don't understand why they did this with Stannis. Um, okay, so everybody in their fucking grandsire knows Stannis kills Princess Shireen. And looking back at the season, they telegraphed it completely. Um, yeah,
0: it was so, it was just, like, there. I mean, the it was time. obvious. They kept, she mentioned it twice, I think, maybe three times before she they even got the to that mode. episode.
1: yeah. You're talking about Melisandre? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious, it is apparent to anyone with a brain that she's that going gonna to get happen. burned at some point. The The point of contention was that Stannis does it. And the thing about Stannis is, he he's not the most likable character in the whole series, but I think that he does have the strongest claim of anyone in Westeros, anyway, Daenerys notwithstanding, to the throne. Um, and he's always been a little bit pragmatic. Like, he uses this uh, magic stuff with Melisandre. He uses all the relore and everything, and he has adopted it as his religion. But he's always skeptical of her claims, um, even when it works, which we've seen it work before with the Shadow mm-hmm. Baby and all of that. Right. But in the in the books he's always like you know if you could if this is going to work for me fine but davos is also the voice of reason davos seaworth the onion knight um who's saying yeah don't burn little kids in the books uh (laughs) in the in the books like he wants to burn i i believe the character's name is edric storm he's a bastard of of uh king robert but in the show, they made it Gendry because they're like, "Why introduce another character when we got this guy who's not really doing anything anyway?" Um, and Davos, it's it's the same thing. He 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 lets him escape and then suffers Stannis' wrath to a degree. He gets locked up in a dungeon, and when Stannis gets back from the Blackwater, he's like, "You know, I'm glad that you did what you did. You were the voice of reason." Um, but he's always made it very clear that he's not I, I, he's not a fanatic. He's not burning people for the hell of it. He does believe that he is Azora High, the prince that was promised, which we should talk about that a little bit because I don't think that they explain it very well in the show. Azora High was a guy that existed thousands of years ago during the first really long winter when the White Walkers came. And he was the one who defeated them. Um, he did it using his magical sword Lightbringer, uh, which Stannis is supposed to have s- uh, kind of a copy. We know that it's probably fake, though. Uh, like, anyway he, he ends the long winter and then um, there's also the prophecy that he will one day return when he's needed again and everybody knows that he's going to be needed again because the, the others are back the White Walkers are back um, so there are a couple of characters in the series that meet the uh, prophetic qualifications to be this person um, one is Stannis um, Melisandre was convinced that it, it was him Daenerys is the other one that meets the qualification. And then the third one is Jon Snow. Why,
0: why is it Jon Snow?
1: Well, there's a whole thing with his parentage. Like, we don't really know. That we? Um, okay. Remember in the first season, Ned tells him when he gets back from King's Landing, he'll tell him about his mother. Right. So as far as Jon knows, he's, he's Ed's, uh, Eddard's, Eddard's son and uh, someone else is his mother. Right. The thing is, when he was born during Robert's Rebellion, the thing that kicked off that war, the war that usurped the Targaryens and put Robert as the king, um, the inciting incident, there were a couple of other things. It was, wasn't
0: his, it, like, mainly his sister, right? Who was abducted or something. Edard's by... sister,
1: Lyanna. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah was a betrothed to Robert, they were going to marry, and then she is kidnapped by Prince Rhaegar, Targaryen. And that's what kicks off the war. Now there's a lot of controversy. Everybody that's still alive right now thinks she was kidnapped and raped and whatever, but there's also reason to believe that she went with Rhaegar consensually because there was a, yeah there was a right. tournament at Harrenhal um, way back when that Rhaegar wins and when you win a tournament the knight gives a flower to a woman and she is declared the queen of love and beauty or something stupid and mm-hmm. usually it's if the knight is married he gives the rose to his wife. Rhaegar was married at this point to uh, Oberon's sister from Dorne but instead of giving her the flower he gives it to Lyanna Stark and Lyanna Stark we know she is described to be like Arya in both looks and in personality Right. and we know that she wasn't happy about the idea of an arranged marriage and it wasn't because she didn't like Robert I I guess he would have been fine but like she just didn't want to have somebody choose for her and Rhaegar wasn't really happy in his marriage either. They both liked each other, but it was said that Rhaegar never actually loved his his bride. It was just out of a sense of duty that uh, he, he was kind to her, um, they got along, but there it wasn't romantic. So, the theory is that they ran off together. Now, at the end of the war, Robert goes to slay the Mad King in King's Landing. And Eddard goes to find Lyanna and Rhaegar. After Rhaegar gets... Well, to find Lyanna, because Rhaegar gets killed by Robert in single combat. And he finds her in a tower, um, protected by a few members of the Kingsguard. And he is there with Howland Reed and a bunch of other men, and there's a battle that ensues between these people. And the only two that are left alive is Howland Reed and Eddard Stark. Now, he finds Lyanna in this tower in a pool of blood, and she asks him to make a promise it's her deathbed and she asks him to keep a promise what that promise was no one knows um all we know is that he kept it and all we also know is when he came back from the war eventually he had his bastard son john snow so mm-hmm. it's not even like a theory at this point uh, according to fans this is what happened they think it's not a spoiler. They haven't said that yet, so I, it's, I'm right. not spoiling okay. it for anybody. But as far as fans are concerned, this is fucking headcanon. This is this is how it went down. Um You know, it, the blood that she died in was the blood of childbirth, and she was she gave him oh, John.
0: Shit. Yeah. What? That she, would be crazy. Yeah,
1: she gives him John and says, "Raise this child as your own." Because if Robert finds out that it's Rhaegar's boy, he'll be murdered. Um, which was a pretty good guess, because we know that Robert hunted down all of the remaining Targaryen bastards and had them killed, including Daenerys and Viserys, until Ned convinced them to stop uh, mm-hmm. chasing Daenerys, because what would be the point? But, you know, the other thing is like, well, if Eddard's also harboring a Targaryen, then sure. it's going to be bad news for him once somebody finds out. So, being that Jon Snow is the son of a Stark and the son of a Targaryen, his is the Song of Ice and Fire. Um, which we'll get into the ending of the episode in a bit, but you know that plays into a lot uh, why people don't think he's actually dead now. Or, he is dead, but they think he's going to be brought back. Anyway, this whole thing with Stannis that was a really long segue. but <laughs> um stannis nobody thought that he would burn shireen now we know that shireen's going to get burned george r. r martin even said it but we don't think it was going to be stannis because he was never you know he he was always stern and he was always ambitious but he oh. was never but evil. he
0: he was always against the idea too i mean every time it was brought up he's like he's no. like no no that's ridiculous i wouldn't do that
1: now in the books the way the whole Battle of Winterfell, which hasn't really happened yet, goes down, is like they march on Winterfell. And there's the whole thing where they get snowed in. Um, but Melisandre and Shireen and Queen Sleaze are all left at the wall. They don't come with Stannis. Um, and they get snowed in, and, and they run out of food, and they start to run out of food. And a lot of the men resort to cannibalism, and he takes the men that were cannibals, and he has them burned. And then after
0: sure.
1: that doesn't really do anything, um, the other men are like, well, we need to burn other people. The red god hasn't answered us. And he's like, well, to hell with your red god. If you want him to help, then pray harder, but there will be no more burnings. And he says this in no uncertain terms. There will be no more burnings. Um, and that's why people were so upset. Like, I wasn't shocked that, that, that Shireen was burned. Everybody in the world saw that coming. And it's going to happen in the books, too. But the fact that it was Stannis, to me, is just complete bait-and-switch. And it was only so they would have this big shock, this big reveal yeah. at the end of the episode. To be like, oh, see, what a twist! And I'm like, that's... I, come on, dude. That's that's
0: stupid. What, the whole, what really annoyed me with that scene was... Um, not only that everybody saw it coming, and... Um, like he said he wasn't it was yeah he said he wasn't going to and then like he has this he has this kind of heartfelt conversation with her before it happens um you know just he's i don't know he's upset whatever that they're fucking starving and it's they're snowed in and nothing's going as planned and she says pretty much that like I would do anything to help you you know cuz you're my father mm-hmm. and then it's it's almost like a Snidely Whiplash yeah. character should have come up on screen after that, pulled right. his mustache, and then they would go right to the scene of him like having her put up on the stake and burned.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what it felt it, like. She's like, "I'll do so... anything." He's like, "You don't say."
0: <laughs> it was ridiculous, and then, and then the wife like was so like she was like fine with it, and then like at the very last minute as it was happening, she freaks out, is like really upset, but. Like she's hated this kid since she was born. Like every season that we've seen her interact with her, mention her, whatever, uh, her on screen with Stannis talking about the kid has been like, "Oh, oh ugly little child," you know, like yeah, you know, she like pretty much just to, hate for her. Yeah, she's and like, and then I she apologize breaks down when this happens. This child. Yeah. yeah, it's the mother's well,
1: instinct overriding it, and it's. It, it, I've heard people complain about that too. Um, them being like Benny and Weiss and the writers of the episode, they're just like, yeah, you're just... It's more female tropes. It's like, she had this one part of her this in, this entire time. You know that she's a spiteful woman. But then, at the end, she can't control her mother's mercy because she's just a woman. She can't uh, override her instincts. <laughs> yeah,
0: what? She can't stick to her guns? Yeah. I mean, come on.
1: I mean, I thought that was dumb. I, I do. I think if anyone broke it. it would have been Stannis and said no yeah
0: I thought he was really going to break it because he loves loves her he
1: had that moment with her and now as I loved that moment in the show when it happened I was like oh my god this is like it's a moment of humanity in Game of Thrones which almost (laughs) never happens (laughs) like you're finally given this little lump of sugar in this bitter bitter world and you're like oh this was nice at least he's an actual guy he cares about he loves his daughter and then now it just seems like that was just misdirection for them to turn it around and have another fucking Shyamalan twist.
0: More. Are, nah, <laughs> We've I didn't got see that you, coming. audience. But after we're getting a while, now.
1: I mean, after a while, it stops being like, "Oh, I we thought you were going one place and you ended up going to another." It stops being that and just starts being, "You lied to us." You lied and said that this was a human being, and then it turns out that he wasn't. That's not, that's, that's not surprising. That's just deceitful. It's not clever. It's just, you know, lying for the sake of a twist. Right. Okay. And then, okay, so we find out that Stannis, um, his men have abandoned him, which I like, because how are these men going to follow a king that burns his own child, to ensure his victory, it's like you know, do what you want to get the throne, but you still have to be able to rule people afterwards, and nobody's going to trust you after that. If you're willing to murder your own child, what are you going to do to me? I mean, like, there's 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 nothing. But half of them abandoned him with the horses. They say all of the, all, the, all of the sellswords rode off with all of the horses. Then they're like, well, we've got some more bad news. He's like, well, it can't be worse than mutiny. And they're like, huh, kind of is. Solis just hung herself. Which, to me, looking at that scene, the first thing I thought, I was like, I, I everybody has said that she killed herself, including um, Benioff and Weiss in the little featurette after the episode, where they're like, oh, he lost everything, including her wife who killed herself. But that was a really tall tree. She was pretty high up there. When I saw it, I was like, oh, she got lynched. Like, somebody killed her. Yeah. Um... But I guess that wasn't supposed to be the case. But I'm like, how did she get the fucking branch all the way up there? <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought
0: Whatever. she was uh, on, a, like, a God's Wood tree. Because, like, I saw it. Yeah, I was that like, that's cool. a huge fucking tree. Yeah. What's
1: going on? But uh, then they say Melisandre was just seen riding off. And I'm like, wait, on what horse? You just said they got rid of all of the horses. Then, what, did she conjure a horse? Did she, like, queef out a magic shadow horse? Like... <laughs> what the fuck so she's gone and um, Stannis just the look of defeat it's pretty good and going down um, the battle of Winterfell ends up being the most underwhelming thing in the world because they just cut away and then it's done and I get it I'm fine with that because it's like they already gave us one really really epic fucking battle this season with Hardhome and the White Walkers and all of that and that's a lot of money they probably didn't have the budget to do two and if you're going to have to pick one battle this this season yeah go with that but uh he marches down anyway and and Ramsey's forces come or Bruce Bolton's forces come did did you do you think that like the swords went to the boltons cuz i'm trying to figure out like where did this other mm-hmm. army come from because the boltons are well I mean well if, loved. They, if
0: they really had to I, I mean these guys have been with I mean they're just there for the money. So they're going to go wherever the money is. Exactly. Uh, House Bolton, I mean Winterfell is really close. I wouldn't be surprised if they did just Yeah. you know, join join up forces with them.
1: Cuz like I'm thinking like the Boltons haven't been in power for very long. They don't have that much they 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 don't have a very powerful army. And we also know that most people in the north fucking hate them. The only reason that they're the warden right now is because the Lannisters put them there
0: right
1: mm-hmm. um, so I'm like this, there was this huge army but somebody on uh, Reddit pointed out there was a topic on like the little song of ice and fire subreddit uh, where he said you know what the problem is becoming it's like Game of Thrones used to be a show that wouldn't cheat to help out the protagonist the good guy um you know if if Something, if the good guys end up up Shit's Creek, there's not going to be like a DSX Machina to save them and defy the odds just because you like them. But Game of Thrones is quickly becoming a show that will cheat to help out the bad guy. And I'm like, I totally see it. I, I totally get this guy's argument. Um, it's like, where did this fucking army come from? The other big thing this season that everybody's been making fun of is 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 Ramsey and his twenty good men completely what? taking out every like completely stopping Stannis in his tracks, who has this entire army's like, no, give me twenty good men. I'll go and kill them. And like Jesus. wait, with twenty people you're gonna do that? And then they didn't even really show us what his plan was. Yeah. They just shot some flaming arrows and they're like, oh, Stannis is fucked. And I'm like, yeah, I would have liked, I would have appreciated some more planning. I don't like that Ramsey seems to be unstoppable because I don't understand why he would be. Like, what about him is so imposing? He doesn't have military training. He's not much of a fighter, even though when he does take off his shirt... Apparently, he could take out the fifty greatest swordsmen in the Iron
0: Islands with yeah, just I, a small I,
1: knife and three dogs.
0: I don't understand that. Like, shirtless Ramsey is unstoppable. Was, right? <laughs> Suddenly, he's he's super fit. Under all that, I was just what? I, don't know, I came out of nowhere, I'm like, what? Like, like Ramsey? He's, he's from a, I don't know if you've you probably never watched the show uh, Misfits. It's like a UK show that used to be on, uh-huh. and he was kind of this. He, he used to play this shy character. Um uh it's about like these kids who get powers basically but they're just like delinquents. Right. So they don't really want to use them in good ways and he ends up getting kind of one of the best powers out of everybody.
1: Um the power to take a shirt off and be unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to always to always look good without his shirt on. Yeah, that's his that's his power. <laughs> um but yeah, no, and yeah, I don't know. It's fucking he's a surprising person he's a surprising actor
1: but um ramsey in the book they do describe his fighting style as being very erratic and unpredictable and therefore effective but at the same time they've never showed him squaring off with like a well-trained knight or somebody like that actually has military you know level training but in this, it's just like whenever they need him to be a superhero, he fucking is. Like, yeah, he's got plot armor, man. He he he's, I don't know. They go, they bend over backwards to help the Boltons, and I think it's like, it's disingenuous. It doesn't happen so much in the books, but like in the show, it's just becoming, um, so apparent that Ramsey is he's this unstoppable fucking monster. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so Melisandre riding back to the wall. Ah, uh, eh, we'll get to that. So Daenerys, yeah, all of that. Um, what? What did you think about uh, her? Her with this ring situation with Drogon? I didn't.
0: I didn't understand that. Like when I saw her drop, take off the ring. I thought it had some, some kind of uh, tie to, um, like uh, the fucking what's her name, uh, the fucking horse people. I thought it was like tied to them.
1: To the Dwarak. Um,
0: yeah, and like to their to that tribe specifically. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she's getting rid of it because I guess these guys aren't the same kind of dudes. Like, not with them. No, so maybe I was like in the books, like doesn't want them to know
1: that. Yeah, in the books, they do explain who these people are. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's basically the Kalasar that abandoned them after Caldrogo Drogo died.
0: Oh, so shit
1: it's what? Cal Jaco. I think his name is and I'm Jaco. <laughs> Kal Jackoff. Nice. Uh, I I'm probably fucking that name up. Don't crucify me online if uh, you find out that that's wrong. Uh he finds her and it's yeah, it's the same cliffhanger, it's exactly where it leaves off. The thing that really bums me out that they got rid of is <laughs> for chapters in the book, it goes on about how Danny has dysentery and she's just what? shitting her brains oh, out God. in the That's in enough. the bushes and can't stop and there's just graphic depictions of her pooping. And I'm like, A, why is this here? And B, why isn't it in the fucking show? It's like you—you you have um uh oh, what is her name that plays Danny, Amelia Clark? She doesn't want to get naked anymore. She refuses to do nude scenes. So now their payback should have been okay, fine. You don't have to be naked, but the entire country is going to watch you diarrhea for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh man! But that so been great. that's gone. Um. The ring. I think it was the ring that. Uh, what's her name? The uh, what's his name? That just married her in Marine. The the other guy Ooh, gave her. Okay. And D and D and Weiss, as they're called online, they said at the end of the episode that she's leaving a trail, so someone could find her. Okay. And that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my damn life. Because That's she's in the middle it... of this field.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a fe- it might as well have like a bunch of wildflowers growing in it. Yeah, because I the it's... grass was like kind of tall. I was like, I don't think she dropped that to, like, as a clue of where she is. I'm thinking maybe because so like, who the hell is gonna find that?
1: I'm thinking maybe she's thinking Drogon will find it and leave like a scent trail or something. Uh huh. But I'm pretty oh, and sure. The, it... Right. Yeah, it's a much better clue for Drogon than it is for for any of the people that are looking for. Her, because how are you going to fucking mm-hmm. find that? Um, it's it, to call it a needle in a haystack is disingenuous because, like, at least you could find a needle in a haystack. This she's in like hundreds of miles, possibly, away from wherever the hell she just came from. From Marine, um, and you expect them to find that tiny ring in this endless fucking field. If that happens. What if- without, like, a massive amount of exposition as to why. You know what else I think it might have been? You know how they start circling her? Right. And there's that shot of them. Because, like, I guess that's, like, a Dothraki thing. Once they find something, they circle it for a while, so it can't escape. Maybe because she's former Dothraki Khaleesi, uh, she knew that they would do that, and it's going to leave a giant ring. Um in that field like from the horses and everything like leaving a right like so it'll be easier to find the so So yeah, when they find that circle they'll find the ring in the center of the circle. Right. And then they'll know to look for a Kailasar. But uh yeah, I don't know. What do you think's going to happen? What do you think what do you think they do to her? I don't I, don't know. I can't imagine that this ends well.
0: No, probably not. Um it's came Thrones. Maybe they might, like, torture her a little bit or something.
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because, like, do they bring her back? I Back in Season 1, they had the thing where, uh, like, after the call dies, the Khaleesi goes back to the Dothraki city, and she has to sit on the council with a bunch of old people. And, like, that's oh, her whole shit. life. Maybe they'll bring her back there, or maybe, I don't know. Like, they had to have heard that she's fucking Mother of Dragons. I doubt that Drogon does anything, because he's just so fucking useless at this point.
0: <laughs> Yeah, what is with him? Like, I get his whole uh, not respecting her, uh, you know, not listening to her. He's a he's a wild dragon. Yeah. But why? Like, he's such a lazy son of a bitch. He like laid there. Did he have a stomach ache? I don't know. What was he? What was he doing? Remember,
1: he got stabbed with a bunch of spears last time. Oh, So I think right. that he's just like okay. trying to heal. Just up. healing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. <sighs> But yeah, it, it is a major plot point and it's an important plot point that she doesn't have control over the dragons like she thought she did. Or like she did when they were babies. Right.
0: Um, so she's... So, I mean, that's that goes for all the dragons. Like, yeah. even the two mm-hmm. that are kind of obedient are, like, not... Well, remember, she truly... locked them up. Like... they. Oh, well, yeah, like, they're not going to want to listen to her now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sure. But they're chained up because I think she knows that there's nothing that she could do. Even though it was Drogon that, I think, ate the kid in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. she didn't want to take that chance, but I'm thinking like maybe they'll free the two dragons, um, just to and try to see where they like go. Bloodhounds. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like if anyone's going to be able to find them, it'll be the other dragons. Because it looks like Drogon's going back to this place that he goes to. I don't know. I'm I'm just assuming that maybe it's like a a lair kind of a thing, and they'll be able to find them. I, I I don't know how it all works. Yeah. But uh, back in Marine, we have the, that scene with um. Dario Naharis, uh, kind of putting them all together. This is the first time in the entire series that I've really, really liked Dario. Like, I liked the way he was able to... I I don't know, he came off as very charismatic in that scene where he's putting them together and saying, you know, you have to stay here and rule. You come with me and whatever. I'm like, this is the first time I trusted him. Which is probably a mistake.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the scene where I was like what is he planning?
1: Yeah. When
0: I saw that, I was like I feel like he's up to what something. What are you up to, guy?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think that he legitimately does care about Danny, but he is a sellsword, so you never know. Um, yeah. and uh, obviously we know Jora does, but what is Jora going to do when it's only the two of them out there? I like think yeah. we've seen the younger Spryer of the, you know, two of them. But uh <laughs> I was thinking, like, if we just, for the next season, just get, like, a straight show about a Tyrion-ruling marine with with Varys, (laughs) I'm like, I'd be okay with that. I'll watch that. It's like the West Wing and Marine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like House of Cards in the world of Game of Thrones. Shit.
1: But yeah, we get Varys back, too. He appears out of nowhere, which was kind of bullshit, but I guess, like, if any character is capable of doing that, then it would be Varys. So, whatever, I'll go with him. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. The only thing that bums me out is, and I knew it was kind of common because, you know, having read the book, uh, Tyrion isn't there yet in the books. Uh, he's still traveling, he never meets Danny by the end of Dance with Dragons, but, uh, I knew that there's no way they don't have her flying away on Drogon, so I'm like, as soon as they start talking to each other, I'm like, yeah, but she's she's going to be going soon. She's going to be flying off. Um, but, uh, you know, is what it is. I'm happy that Tyrion is in a position of authority again. One of the things that really bummed me out about the books is it's just his journey there, and he's just like this little powerless kind of... He's still clever and able to get himself out of sticky situations, but... It's not the Tyrion that I like to watch. I like to watch the Tyrion as he was as Hand of the King, where he's figuring things out and, you know, making stuff happen.
0: Right, he's in a position to do something.
1: Yeah. So, and I like Varys a lot. I've always liked Varys as a character. Um, I think that actor is very good, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Because now, I mean... In that section of the story, anyway, has not happened yet in the book. So, if Winds of Winter doesn't come out before next year, well, we'll all be surprised. Um, Arya, Arya killing. Uh, what's his tits there? The fuck is oh, this, Marin Trent? Uh, yes. What'd you think of that?
0: I I liked it. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty brutal. Is that a... was probably the only character I really gave a shit about this season Marin like, their story. No, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was really craving more scenes with that guy. He's... <laughs> I like, I like actor, that he's... Let me tell
1: you. ...an abuser of children. I get <laughs> yeah.
0: behind him completely. <laughs> he's got great views, you know? <laughs> he's got his head on right.
1: Oh. Um... No,
0: uh, Arya's, Arya's story was really cool. I like, I'm liking where it's going. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean the the faceless men stuff has been a little bit confusing. It's confusing in mm-hmm. the books too, and I think it's got to be confusing. It's confusing for her, so it should be confusing for us as well. Um, I thought it w- I thought it was interesting how that whole and thing went down with Jack and Hagar taking the poison. Yeah, and then I... when he says uh, it wasn't your life to take, and uh, we now have to balance the books, yeah. so he kills himself. I was right, like, For a second life. I was like, oh man, we're about to lose Jack And then I'm like, oh, it's probably not even really Jack in anywhere We don't even know yeah. anything about this guy Or what his fucking <laughs> MO is But then <laughs> It's him in a dress The waif turns into Draken, And it's literally Jack in a car In like a Wednesday Addams dress And I thought that was great
0: They kind of blur it fine. So you can't even really tell, but Um, I thought I always thought the masks were like well I didn't even think they were masks, I mean I well they're not
1: they're real faces but that yeah
0: I I didn't realize that they were worn as masks I thought it was like a more of a magic thing, and that you didn't actually have to physically like take them and
1: oh well it's both I mean they're they're not just like leather facing it they're not just taking the skin and putting it over their face they seal it magically so it looks right no I
0: understand right I understood that but I. I know, it, is a... I feel, it was a little confusing. I thought it was just like a thing they were, a, like an ability they were able to do and yeah. change their face. Yeah, yeah. No, Once they've reached
1: a point. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think everybody did um, up until we get to that part. But it it's still a little bit unclear as to what the hell is going on because Arya finds her own face and she finds Jack in face like six times. So where's that coming from? Yeah, that was but fucking weird. At the same time, she also, uh, maybe she's just tripping. Maybe it's all fucking magic. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. but she's blind she's, like, going now
0: blind. yeah I, was like, I hope that's is that permanent i mean i hope that's not uh um, is that going to be the rest like how it's going to be for her for the rest of the show or
1: um we'll have to wait and see can't rightly i can't man. rightly say cuz i don't rightly know um so yeah she's becoming nobody and i think that this whole jackin thing uh, is hammering home the idea that Things are not what they seem. We don't know who these people are at all. Because is this the same Jack and Hukar from before? We literally just saw him die, and now he's this other person. But in the books, um, the faceless man who we assume is Jackin is still in Westeros doing stuff. But uh, that was cut out of the show. I doubt that they'll even introduce it. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. So I won't say what he's doing. But we like the the people at the. House of Black and White. It, it she never thought any of those people were jacking. I think they just did mm-hmm. it on the show so they didn't have to introduce a new character, and we would visually be able to discern that. You know, this is these people are our friends, so to speak. So, right. Think. Um. But yeah, I mean, I do you really want to see Arya Stark become nobody? Because I don't.
0: I really don't. I don't want to see her become just a faceless assassin.
1: Like, I wanna see her step up her game and become like a ruthless warrior, <laughs> but I don't want I I have no interest if if like that character completely detaches itself from anything that's happened before, it may as well be a new character, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like I won't yeah, have we've any got, reason to go we've with that. We've gotten story to know again.
0: her over five seasons. Yeah. We uh we don't want to lose that character. Right. It's crazy. I don't think. I think she'll learn enough to become like a proficient uh, assassin. You know, warrior fighter. Um, but I think she'll like ultimately just uh, leave yeah. the house of black and white and go do go back to her own agenda.
1: I hope so, man. I'd like to see the Stark children. Fucking. I mean, everybody does. We want to see them.
0: <laughs> the Stark uh, Christmas dinner.
1: So, yeah, we want to see the Christmas yeah. card. Getting sent yeah. around. Mm-hmm, we want to see them get back and you know rebuild the Stark lineage and whatever. But yeah. Um. So Cersei. This whole scene. This was like a big thing from the books that people were waiting for. Did you know that Lena Headey, or Lena Hetty, however you say that, um, being that she's pregnant right now, like all of that stuff on, on Whoa, the shame walk.
0: She's pregnant.
1: Yeah, all of that stuff on the shame walk was a body double. Mm-hmm. Like, they digitally okay. put her head on somebody else's body. Oh,
0: shit. And, I mean, wow. I watched
1: the thing on my laptop. I don't know a no television, for those of you at home. I stream content online. But uh, I I did not. I, I yeah, had no I indication. I couldn't tell anything
0: was going on there.
1: Did you watch it on, like, TV TV?
0: No, no, I watched it on my laptop.
1: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to hear from somebody that actually has, like, you know, a big 1080p big screen TV that saw it, maybe they could tell. But yeah, I when I read that online afterwards, I was pretty surprised. I knew that they were going to be using a body double for some things, but I thought that that was just because she was uncomfortable with it. Um, and you can tell, obviously, because there are some shots where it's uh, from the neck down, and that's mm-hmm. obviously somebody else. And then there are all the other shots from the neck up, and you're like, okay, so that's obviously her, but for the most part, yeah, it, it, that looked very convincing. Um much more so than Danny riding that dragon two episodes ago.
0: Yeah, someone else said that to me. Uh, they don't even watch the show, but I was just like, "Look how awesome this is! Like, this is what just happened, mm-hmm. you know?" And, oh, uh, I,
1: believe me, I thought the scene was awesome too, but it,
0: it was just the one. No, well, where she's no, like, I mean, I just it. mean, and it yeah, I just mean in regards to the quality of the like um, the special effects. Uh-huh. Someone said that like that lo- dragon looks so bad. You know, and I was like, I really didn't think it looked bad. I thought I think maybe maybe I've just seen them too much. Like on the show, I'm used to it. You know, I'm not seeing it with like fresh eyes. But oh no, I thought it looked looked pretty good. I thought
1: it looked great when he's in the pit and everything, and like breathing fire. The Mm -hmm. only part that didn't really do it for me was like at the very, very, very end where she's like riding him and not even the part where she's like getting on top of him but there's right. a shot where she's like overhead i just didn't think the compositing looked quite right i was like you oh
0: when out. she's climbing onto him yeah is that yeah yeah it did look a little funny it looked like not like she was getting on a dragon i was like this looks weird she it looks like she's staring down at something you know fake or mm-hmm. but or it looks strange being that it's
1: fucking television man i thought that was pretty solid yeah uh but yeah, um, this walk is shame. I kind of felt bad for Cersei.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah,
1: I'm like she. She's the most vile woman in Westeros. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Feel bad. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot felt... of flashers in King's Landing too. A lot of yeah, yeah, lot What of, was up with that? Lot of these dick people. In that scene.
0: These aren't these people supposed to be like the really religious ones, like. Uh so like devout well, some stuff, of them or are, are they just like the the poor uh, like the sparrows. Downtrodden people. Yeah, yeah, like I
1: assume that some of them are, but it can't be everybody. There's there's uh, I mean just imagine if like something like that took place in Times Square. Like ninety percent uh, of the people would be sane, but there's gonna be a couple that are just fucking
0: flashing Yeah. Like <laughs> 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 mean, it's probably
1: happening right now as we speak. Oh yeah. Oh like yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, eh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a lot, a lot of penis. A lot of penis in that scene. <laughs> I was like, is this is this necessary? And I guess that's probably what women uh, think when they watch all of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but yeah, when you're, probably, yeah. You're put okay. on the other side of that. You're like, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: man. But uh, her getting back, we get to see Robert Strong. I think, like, it was... I like it. it Happens in the books, kind of the same way, but like, I feel like it was a mistake for the High Sparrow to let her go back to the Red Keep. You know what I mean? I'm like, how do you think this is gonna end for you, fella? Do you think that she's really
0: repentant? Yeah, I didn't understand that. I was like, as soon as she gets back, she's just gonna she's going to destroy you.
1: Like, yeah, you are going to be deader than anyone in the world. (laughs) Like all the fires of hell are going to be upon you because she will fuck like she's crazy at this point now she's not even just regular like cersei who's not thinking her plans out rationally or not uh, rationally but not thinking them out all the way through to see like the repercussions that they might have in the future this is literally like rabid fucking lunatic just was tortured for five weeks cersei She'll fucking take all the wire, wildfire in King's Landing and burn the city down. I mean, I really feel that she's capable of doing something that crazy.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: But, uh I don't know. Robert Strong, what'd you think? Fucking the Franken-mountain.
0: I, I thought that was really cool. I completely forgot about that little... Uh, side thing. Yeah. With the, um, I think he's a maester, right? The guy who created
1: him? Uh, he's a former maester, but I think he was, like, whatever oh, the equivalent. Right. are he's disbarred. Wild. Yeah, he... yeah,
0: his wild experiments or whatever. Yeah.
1: Kyvern um, is his
0: name. Yeah, I completely forgot that he was doing that, and when that showed up, I was like, oh, oh, there's that. That's, yeah. Okay, he's back. It's All been right. a couple
1: episodes since we got a reminder, but...
0: Yeah, I thought that was neat. I was like, it was like, okay, she just got shit on by everybody, and now, like, immediately, here's your fucking, you know, here's your sword, so to speak. Yeah. You know, he will protect you. You know, do whatever you want.
1: Um.
0: So I think she'll take advantage of that. Yeah. Well, like That's the big,
1: trouble. the big speculation online is like, well, because obviously this is what we know is happening. The uh. She still has a trial. Like this doesn't absolve her of anything. Um, it's mm-hmm. just enough to get her back home, that she could await the trial. So, what I would assume is she'll take a, she'll call a trial by combat. Um. Now that she has the mountain back, the question is, who's the faith gonna call? Uh mm. which I mean there's a it's not really a spoiler cuz it's another fan theory um but the big hype yeah, train online like yeah is it's it's going to be Sander Clegane versus Gregor Clegane it is going to be Clegane in bowl the hound versus the mountain because we never actually saw the hound die right um Arya just wanders off, so there is a possibility that maybe he's still alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, but how would that?
1: How would that happen? I mean, well, I mean, there's something that happens in the books. Um, I'll just go are ahead you talking and talking about it. the
0: the uh, Fire Lord stuff. The um...
1: oh, like resurrecting. Yeah. Well, no, there's something that happens in the books, and now if you don't want to hear any like spoilers, they're not. They're probably not going to go into it in the next season. It's uh, it's probably mm-hmm. completely cut out because. It has to do with Brienne's story, and she's somewhere completely different right now that she's not going to be able to get out of. Um, she and Podrick, when they're searching for Sansa and Arya and whoever else might be alive, uh, they come across this island. It's a monastery. And um, it's a monastery for the Faith of the Seven. And... They have like a little septon with them who wanders from town to town like performing marriages and giving blessings and he takes them to this place um, where in order to get to the island you have to cross this river where there's like sandbanks but they're kind of like hidden sandbanks and um, you have to know the right places to step and it's very difficult and it takes hours to even cross this very narrow stream. To do it right and not drown. Um, So when they get there, they find the mountain's horse. Which, in the books, they make reference to this horse a lot. He calls it the Stranger. I think they even said something about that uh, the last episode that he was in. He calls his horse the Stranger, which is like the Westerosi version of Satan in the Faith of the Seven. And um, he's the only one that could really ride it it's like a basically a wild horse Mm -hmm. and so once they get there they see this horse and they brienne also makes note of this new uh brother who's hooded can't really see what he looks like but he's bigger than her and the thing about brienne is she's like huge Right. Even bigger than she's on the show. She's supposed to be like almost seven feet tall, like monstrously big. Oh my god! So like, what? for this guy to be bigger than her, there's only a couple of people that you know meet that description, and the Hound is one of them. And in the the books, the Hound and Brienne never fight. He just dies from. Um, you remember when he gets stabbed in like that fight in in the end after he's like if you if i hear any more words pouring out of your cunt mouth i'll eat every chicken in this room (laughs) right yeah yeah um he dies of an infection oh
0: what
1: or starts to anyway because it ends the same Mm -hmm. way with Arya just walking away and not granting him mercy and she wants to burn the infection out but he's all uh, he's afraid of fire because of what happened to his face when his brother held him down um so he doesn't let it in the wound festers and you know, you're led to believe that he dies, but Arya just wanders off. Nobody sees what happens to him, sees what happens to him. And they go back to this, uh, this Island now. And the Septon is telling Brienne, you know, I found the hound's body. Cause she's looking for him. One of the things is she has to find him to find Sansa or to find Arya, because somebody said that they rode off together. Um, And he's like, I buried that man. That man is dead. However, earlier, the Septon that was with them had made this long speech about how he used to be a different person. um, And that person died when he took the faith. And he was just reborn, as it were, in much the same way that you're reborn in Christianity when you you, you follow the word of God. Um. So, the big question is, is this the Hound? Probably. So, the big hype online is that uh, we're going to get Cleganbowl, the mountain versus the Hound. Because um, he's now taken the cloth, he's now part of the Faith. So if the Faith calls him as the champion, then we're going to get fucking undead... Mountain versus That
0: would be versus awesome.
1: the Hound. And it's, that would be great.
0: It's like a it's like a monster truck. Yeah. Fight, yeah. when you're seven. That's what that's like the anticipation level. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> See the Hound versus the Mountain. Undead Brothers. Yeah. Um <laughs> So that's how I think that's going to end up. I also just want to shout out fucking Jonathan Price, the guy playing the High Sparrow. I think he's great. I love the way he's playing this character. Because he seems so earnest. Like, in the book, I always pictured, and it's not because they describe him that way, it's just I'm conditioned to think that because it's Game of Thrones. He's, like, slimier and has these ulterior motives. But I really do think that he legitimately believes in his faith. Mm-hmm. And he's he, he seems like a pretty kind of fair person i hate the sparrows i hate everything like what they're doing like with uh, uh loris and and marjorie and i think that's all stupid but i'm like i he does seem like a man that uh, is honest in his conviction but and right. I, I, I don't know i like the guy so where does that leave us who do we got left let's see Ah, that just leaves the very end. So, Melisandre going back to the wall with John. This is very significant, according to the fans. Because in the books, Melisandre never leaves the wall. She and Shireen and Selyse, they're all still there. So now that she came back, I'm like... Wait, why did she come back there? Of all the places that she could have gone, if she deserted Stannis thinking that she's a charlatan or something, why is it that she went back... To, what, what, what does she think that she's going to find there? Why not just go back to shy and back to Essos, where she came from? Um, so I think this is kind of telegraphing. What happened to Jon isn't going to be permanent. And there was another very significant scene way back in, like, season two... Where, you remember where Melisandre shows up, where Arya is, and they kidnap Gendry? Um, yeah. That didn't happen in the books. Gendry wasn't part of it. They just needed her to get Gendry for some reason so they could introduce him as the character that Stannis is going to burn. But they also have her talking to Thoros of Myr, who is another red priest um, from the same place... And he's the guy that resurrected Barricardarian, the guy that's died like six times and keeps getting brought back. Now the show's done virtually nothing with that character. The show hasn't Yeah, said, that was
0: really disappointing because he.
1: Right, it's just like of all the things that you cut from the books, why leave that in? It doesn't really seem to play any purpose, if no one's been resurrected. But now we know that Melisandra knows that she can do that like it's always been a part of the the faith that sometimes the lord of light brings people back but up until Danny's dragons came back in the onset of winter and everything their powers were basically moot it was just like a regular religion it's like yeah maybe there's like a like a 50-50 rate where you know this happens or it doesn't and you could say oh that was the lord of light's will but now it's getting to the point where it's like it's working more and more and more It's just, like, literal magic, not prayer. Um, and he, she knows that he brought Beric Dondarian back six times, which should be impossible, she says. Uh, so now we know she could do that, and we know that Jon Snow is freshly dead. And with everything that we think we know about Jon Snow, it's like, why kill that character? I could see, I mean, you could sort of say it's Game of Thrones. They hate the good guys. Um. But man, let's just let's just entertain the notion that maybe Jon Snow is dead. Like they're saying is, did you read that EW uh, article where they interviewed Kit Harington a couple of days ago and he said that he's done and he's not coming back?
0: No. Oh, yeah, I think I did actually. Yeah, he said that he was like, yeah, um, you know, is uh, is this dead or you know, is this dead dead? Yeah, and, the, and he said the says writers it's dead. were like, yes. The writers were like, yes, this is just You're dead, you're done You know.
1: So let's assume that that happens It's like, "Ah, that would be so upsetting to me And not even that I like Jon Snow all that much as a character I think he's okay, but he was never really my favorite character But it's like, you're getting to the point that We have no one to root for on this show If it gets (laughs) to the point where it's just like Ramsay versus fucking Cersei Why would I watch that? I don't like those people Let's talk a little bit about um, how that all went down. Uh, him going up. He's, he's in his... There was a couple of things that the, that the showrunners did that literally just tricked the fans. One of them I applaud. I think it was fucking brilliant, and I love it. It was like a, a wonderful troll uh, from HBO. They said uh, a couple of days ago, the, the previously on from this episode leaked. Someone had seen it. It was like in German, like the German version of it had leaked. And they s- showed that Benjamin Stark was in the previously on. And that usually means when they bring a character back from way, 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 way back when, that means they're coming back. Um, they have to remind you of who they are because it's about to get important. Benjamin Stark, mm-hmm. what the hell happened to Benjamin Stark has been the topic of debate for decades now um, in the book community. People are like, where the fuck did this guy go? I mean, you're led to believe that he's dead, but his horse comes back, and you're like, did he warg? Did he? There's all kinds of things that maybe it happened. There are theories that Dario Naharis is Benjamin Stark. I think the show crushed those theories by making them two different people, obviously. Um, there's also a character called Victorian. Excuse me, Victorian Greyjoy. Oh no, Euron Greyjoy, who they're like, maybe this is Benjin, and then there's also a theory that Euron is is Dario. But maybe that's still true because uh, we haven't seen Euron Greyjoy yet. Doubt it. It's tinfoily. But uh people have been talking about it. There's also a character called Cold Hands in the book that they cut out completely, and this isn't a spoiler because I know that the showrunners have said they're not gonna use the character, who's like this like undead um Night's Watchman. He's kind of like a white at this point, but he's still conscious. He, he's still conscious and like lucid, and he helps Bran and um, the Reeds across the wall. Uh, he also meets Sam and uh, rides a big undead moose and brings them to the Children <laughs> of the Forest. Which that was a ridiculous sentence that just came out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> but they, a lot of people thought maybe that's Benjen. Um, but there is a note that somebody on Reddit posted. They went to this like library in Texas that had the original manuscript for, uh, I believe it was Storm of Swords, where he's first introduced. Are you kidding me? And are you
0: fucking kidding me? Yeah. Someone went and looked at this shit.
1: Yeah, they got the original manuscript for the book, which was available at this library, and there's okay. a handwritten note from the publisher asking George R. R. Martin. Um, when cold hands introduced it's like written on the side they're like is this Benjamin? and he says no <laughs> so we still don't know um what the hell right. happened to Benjamin stark if he's dead if he's not but i think it was brilliant on behalf of the show writers because i remember when that leaked on reddit people were going insane dude they were like oh my god Benjamin stark's coming back it's going to confirm or deny any fucking theories that we've had and then we find out oh no troll ollie comes up and he's like yo uncle ben back and as soon as ollie said it i'm like oh i know what this is this
0: is <laughs> that was such an the old hbo switcheroo <laughs> it was such an underwhelming scene yeah i just felt i felt really underwhelmed this whole season like we got some cool stuff like the dragons and Arya. um Dorne was fucking boring well, you know, Stannis was kind of a letdown. Yeah, in
1: a big way. Just
0: the way that ended. It was like a, it was a silent fart. It was just. So yeah, boring. we didn't even talk
1: about that. Like Brienne killing him. Do you think he's dead? Because like when Brienne attacks him, the camera cuts. Yeah, it cuts away.
0: I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I. Because I feel like that's wanna... weird
1: that they yeah, would do that. I... They don't shy away from showing gore, or deaths of major characters. Sure. But,
0: and I, I mean, I guess I'm assuming he is dead because I, I don't know how they, they would stop that with the sword swinging. Or you know? why and she then, would stop, you
1: know. Yeah.
0: And plus, you know, they're not I mean, she's not going to die. They're not going to kill her off yet. No. Um, so I don't know. I think it's the end for Stannis. Yeah. But g- getting back to the Jon Snow scene. It was just it was so ridiculous. Like he goes out, and then the, like they move away, and it's just the sign like that says traitor. And I was like, all right, dude, now you're gonna die. I know that was. And then they're just each stabbing him and saying, you know, for the watch.
1: Yeah, That I mean. And I didn't.
0: I didn't care, and I felt like I did care about his story more, mm-hmm. but. I guess I didn't because I was just like I don't care that he's dying
1: Well I think think that we've gotten to the point in Game of Thrones Where these shocking main character deaths Are just no longer shocking
0: Alright they're just not as effective As they once were
1: Yeah I mean like remember how you felt when Ned gets Beheaded or like when Rob gets betrayed If that wasn't spoiled for you before I don't don't know But uh, Mm -hmm. you're like holy fuck Like it feels real Like there's a gut fucking It feels like getting punched in the gut um, yeah. And the show now, it's just like Yeah, okay, look, they killed another Maiden character, it's its becoming a one-trick Pony in a way like, uh, Killing off a, came- a main character In Game of Thrones is no longer a surprise It's just par for the course It's gonna happen uh, That's another reason I think he's coming back I'm like, uh, I don't know, it's just such an unsatisfying End to that story It's like, it was all for fucking nothing And that's kind of a theme An ongoing theme in, in you know the the overall story is that you know not everybody gets a storybook ending but if it's just going to be the antithesis of that if it's just like oh all of the villains get a storybook ending then that's not clever <laughs> i'm like yeah that's not interesting to me that's just reverting or reversing the trope um, instead of breaking it i'm like i just... cuz now like Really, as far as the North is concerned, because in the books, there's, its I wouldn't call it an insurrection, but you are privy to the knowledge that the people in the North are not happy about the Boltons. Um, and there's, you know, a theory that there's a, it's called the Grand Northern Conspiracy Theory, that all of the houses in the North are conspiring against the Boltons. Now, there's not a whole lot of textual evidence to support that, but I could see why people would want to cling to that. But here, we don't see anybody else from the North. We just see Ramsay and and the Boltons, and we see all of the villains. But, like, are we expected to just watch if it's going to be Ramsay versus the White Walkers? Like I wouldn't watch the show if that happens. Like, and, I'm, and I don't mean to sound hyperbolic. Like all the, the people, when something bad happens, like "Oh, I'm quitting Game of Thrones." I simply mean, like, I don't think that that's it's, interesting. It would be
0: boring television. Yeah, yeah. it would be it would bad. Be a very fucking boring television.
1: Story. Yeah. So what I'm thinking um, with Stannis is maybe. Brienne has this honorable moment where she's like, okay, I gotta give him the choice, maybe. Because she does fancy herself like a knight. She's very valiant in that way. Maybe she gives him the chance to go to the watch instead of execution?
0: Yeah, but do you really think so? I mean, after she was... After she said, you know, uh, do you have any last words?
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Like, do you I, think she would just
0: change her yeah. mind and be like, oh. Absolutely know, not. Yeah.
1: Absolutely not. And the only reason that I think that is because of the weird cut. I'm like, why would they do that? And it was probably right. just so we would end up talking about it like this and we'd have to go watch yeah, the next season. Just
0: speculating and getting hyped up for the next season. Yeah. But when me, there's it, really nothing more to see about that.
1: Yeah. To me, that's not even like hype worthy. I'm like, I don't care if Stannis <laughs> to the launch. I don't <laughs> yeah. give a shit. I don't like him. He just killed his daughter. <laughs> He's a douche. Um, and the other thing that bummed me out about this, in the books it goes down a little bit differently. They use other characters that stab John. I just felt it was lazy to use Alistair Thorne. Like the guy that, you know,
0: has... the most hates his guts. Yeah. Well, you know, did.
1: Right. But it just seems like such an obvious fucking choice to make him the one against the conspiracy. And it, all, it also comes down to like, why, if he was planning on doing that, why did he let them back behind the wall in the first place? Because right. now he just let, like, 10,000 wildlings in behind the wall. They don't have any f- defense against an attack from the south. And there's, like, 40 people left in the Night's Watch. So even if these are all just, like, the 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 broken and battered, the women and children and elderly of the wildlings, um, they're still... Overwhelmingly outnumbered. So now he's killed John, the one guy that, uh, you know, was willing to help the wildlings. And so, what do they think is going to happen when, like, God, when fucking Torin finds out about this? Or Thorin, Giant's Bane. What's his name? Um, Uh, Ginger with the beard. The leader of the (laughs) wildlings. Torin is his name, I'm sorry um what do they think like what's gonna happen where they're like oh yeah by the way we just mutinied and killed Jon Snow you remember how f- afraid that you were that this was all a trick and that the Night's Watch was going to attack you well guess what your biggest fear just became reality are you think they're just going to sit idle by well like 40 literally 40 people come and kill all of them I don't think so <laughs> I think this is like the most idiotic choice anyone has made in history but with going uh-huh. you know, going back to Thorne, it's like, I just, I don't feel like that character. And he wasn't, I don't think that he was involved in the conspiracy in the books, as far as we know. I don't think, he wasn't one of the three people that ended up stabbing him. I don't think that he would do that. I think he hates Jon Snow a lot. Um, a lot of people speculate, because he's from a northern house, I think, that Eddard probably had a hand in sending him to the Wall and so he probably has a grudge against the Stark family. But he's still a noble person. He's a douche. But he's never really done anything that would give me any inclination that he would literally turn in mutiny. Um, the other people of the Night's Watch, yes, they're like thieves and rapists and and criminals that just get sent there because there's no room in the dungeons. But Alistair Thorne... He's, uh, he was a knight, he's a nobleman I mean, he's not and he, He's not a commoner He's not like a uh, criminal I'm like, I don't I, I think at the end of the day He doesn't like Jon Snow But he will respect the Lord Commander And we were kind of Like, that's what it looked like For most of this season Like, it did feel like He finally was warming up to Jon a little bit But I guess not had to be another Shyamalan twist that you didn't see coming because we lied to you. Gotta
0: have those, man.
1: It's like, yeah, it didn't make any sense, but you didn't see it coming. Yeah, I didn't see it coming because you told me it wasn't coming, you asshole. (laughs) And this is what I think, like, the whole, uh, I don't know, maybe John is dead. Because, like, they say that uh, they know the ending of the books, right? Mm -hmm. Um, George has told them how it all ends up. But there are many ways... There, there are many ways to tell a story, um, and get to the same ending. You could tell something different. Like, let's, for the sake of argument, say like the ultimate thing is Danny wins the Game of Thrones and she's eventually queen. Well, maybe there's one iteration of the story where Jon Snow gets resurrected and plays a part in that, but dies anyway ultimately. Um, or maybe he just dies right now, and you could still get to the same conclusion. It's like I feel like even if they kill him off on the show, he could still come back in the books and. Uh, I don't know. So maybe he is dead. Maybe that's it. But if that's the case, I think that that's a big narrative mistake because you're taking away one of the few people that we have left in the show that anybody gives a shit about that we could actually relate to. Like, who in the North at this point would you watch?
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm still, like, bored of Sansa's story. I don't care...
1: Oh, that's... I, yeah, we didn't I, even get to that. Her jumping off everyone the wall, that was weird.
0: I feel like some people... like I've seen a lot of stuff online about how she's turned around as a character.
1: She has. She's, she's changed. Exactly she's the same place as she was.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's just the same freaking... I mean, maybe she's a little bolder than she was, but as far as like situations, she's in the same situation. She's still being taken advantage of by everybody. She's not doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm kind of i kind of interested to see if like her and Reek um, travel together for very long. Yeah. Uh, next season, how long that lasts for?
1: That'll be interesting. I, like, there's a couple of ways I think that could go. Um, first, I think that the staging of that entire scene was bizarre.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just on a stroll. Oh, look, hey, okay, let's get Sansa.
1: Right, right. And, like, I just, because, like, you know, he gets Miranda or whatever, um, and she's going to uh, torture Sansa, and then he throws her off, mm-hmm. and she dies. But then immediately after that, they jump off a wall
0: that's even <laughs> into, higher. like a snow snowbank yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: Now there was I guess a video That people have been posting online after that happened um, And pointing yeah. to uh, These like crazy Russian people uh, Jumping into snowbanks Jumping off like a five story building and into the snowbank And uh, they lived And they were fine But okay. unless they show that Like what are they going to show that on the Previously on in the next season If they live I'm thinking that there are two different ways that this ends up uh, One is they're both fine which is kind of bullshit because I'm like,
0: ah. which will be the which will be the case?
1: Yeah. Or two, Reek, theon heroically kind of puts that. Himself that's what. That's what I. Sansa yeah. Ricker that's Ricker. what.
0: That's what I was thinking. Like, I was like, okay, that's a really big fall. Is he just gonna grab her and jump, and then like position? You know, so he's. Uh, the first one to hit. Yeah. Or I was like, cause that's like, I feel like if that's not a deep enough pile of snow, that's the only way they're going to survive that.
1: I'm thinking it could go that way because I mean, the, the, the Russian video, notwithstanding, it's like, if I hadn't seen that, I'd be, I would be the first one to call bullshit. I'd be like, there's no way they could survive that fall. Are you kidding me? It's like six stories high. Um, that's stupid, but I would kind of buy it if I'm like, Oh, maybe he broke her fall. He was being a hero right. or something. Sure, yeah, so I I think that's a strong possibility but going back and looking at the the shot that they got, I mean they were holding hands both going down feet first so it's gonna be he didn't have a whole lot of time to put himself underneath her if that's the case
0: yeah yeah
1: but yeah it's probably gonna be the snowbank thing I think
0: I Which, felt like that was annoying. um I felt like that scene defined the whole season yeah just jumping off <laughs> into the, into the unknown, but it's not even that crazy of a scene. You're just like, all right. Yeah, whatever well, it happened.
1: It was kind of bullshit.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I think we, I, I think you've turned on after, by the end of this podcast at the beginning, you're like, yeah,
0: it was a pretty good season.
1: And I'm like, ah.
0: yeah, I, I, yeah, you've definitely reminded me of a lot of things. I didn't want to be reminded of, the, of the season and, <laughs> I didn't enjoy. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I mean. Well, I'll say, like, know. for all of my
1: complaints, I still think it's better than a lot of shows on television, so I. Yeah. Oh, no, that. it's
0: definitely. Yeah. I think. I don't This. I feel like I watched a lot of different stuff, uh. Like this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different television. Uh. I, was, I watched. I started to watch a lot more comedy. Yeah. Um. In general, not just TV shows, but yeah, do, do lean a lot more towards comedy, and maybe that's like affecting my view on the show. Conan ruined it for you? No, no, not Conan. Uh, I actually watched this great. Uh, it's I I think it's great. I I really enjoyed it. Um, it's called uh, The Last Man on Earth, with starring Will Forte on Fox. Oh, okay, yeah, which like, came out of nowhere. A lot of, of subway Fox. ads for that. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, it's. I really enjoy his character. Can be a douche, and like really annoying, and you're like, "What's going on?" Sometimes, uh-huh. but I think by the end of the, by the end of the season, they redeem him, and um, it goes back to me in the great show. It was. Yeah. It's it's just hilarious. It's really funny. It's like Kristen Shaw. Oh, and she's him. in it too. Uh, yeah, I did not even know she was in it, and she's like one of my favorite actresses, comedic actresses. Yeah. And yeah, at first he's just kind of like doing his thing, playing games, and you know, just passing time because he's the last person on Earth, as far as he knows. He's driven all over the United States, um, putting up these signs like "Alive in Tucson," you know, uh-huh. um, for anyone that is happens to see them, and he doesn't find anybody. So he ends up collecting all of like. Um, the u.s is like treasures like you know historic treasures um, paintings of george washington you know crossing the delaware all, all that kind of stuff and putting it in this big mansion in like tucson arizona right just as like decorations and he ends up uh finding Kristen shaw um i think right before he's about to kill himself and he's all happy because he's oh my god, there's a woman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, one of the big things he's missed. Yeah. And then he's then he starts to talk to her, and that's where it all kind of goes downhill from there. Uh, turns out she's,
1: she's Kristen Schaal.
0: Yeah. It turns out she's super quirky and just like kind of crazy and
1: like I has said, like these
0: rules still. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and he's not, yeah, he's not down for that. It's, it, it's, just great. It just keeps going from there and their interactions are hilarious. Um, and I won't spoil the rest of it, but that, yeah, that's like the first episode. It's, it's a cool show. I'm looking forward to the second season.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. I, I do like him a lot. I think he was one of like the more underrated SNL actors during that
0: period. Oh yeah.
1: Um,
0: definitely. I think, I think if you've seen MacGruber, and you've enjoyed his work in *MacGruber*, that you can you can definitely enjoy the show. Right.
1: Yeah, and I like Christian Shawl too. Maybe do they shoot that around here? Because I know she's New York based, and he at least one time had to be if he was on SNL. I
0: I don't think so. It it pretty much all takes place in the desert. Oh. Uh, they might have shot on location. I know it is really Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh,
1: But yeah, I don't know, man. This uh, season, hopefully it picks up next season. But, oh, one thing I Mm -hmm. wanted to bring up with all of the Jon Snow theories about him coming back. Somebody posted something online that it wasn't so much a theory. They were just like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? And I totally agree. I'm like, this would be awesome. Like, you get Jon Snow coming back, like, Melisandre resurrects him. But he's no longer um, a point of view character. And so, something with him is just, like, slightly off, and you don't know what it is. Um, And as you're reading the books, and this would have to be book-centric, obviously, but, like, since he's no longer a point-of-view character, you're no longer in his head, you're no longer hearing what he's thinking, so you don't really know what's going on. But you hear about it from other characters, and then, um, for the final chapter of Winds of Winter... Oh,
0: no, is it Hodor? Oh, God. No, no,
1: no. Um. In, in, in the beginning of uh, Dance with Dragons, like, the prologue, he sometimes does a prologue where it's just, like, a one-off character, is from mm-hmm. the point of view of this guy who had warged and it was a character from the uh, previous books—he was a wildling, and he had the ability to warg, and he warged into an eagle, and he was, like, a spy for them. And then, like, mm-hmm. at one point, he gets killed while he's still warged oh. into the eagle, and he's okay. he's trapped within its body and that entire uh, chapter is from his point of view
0: oh that's awesome
1: yeah so we have this final prologue or epilogue chapter where it's from ghost's point of view and we find out that before getting killed because in the books his last word is not ollie which was weird and stupid his last word is ghost Mm mm-hmm And Ghost wasn't even around. Which is that's another thing. Like, where the fuck was Ghost? He appears out of nowhere to help Sam, but he can't help goddamn John. He's
0: never never there when they need him. Yeah. What the hell is he good for? I feel like that's all the wolves. They're never fucking there when you need them. Yeah, they're always, like,
1: there when it's convenient.
0: Yeah, like, Arya's lady... No, not lady, that's... um... Uh, what's her name's wolf?
1: Nymeria is uh, Arya's wolf. Nymeria
0: hasn't I mean she's not. They're not even on the same continent, but no. But she still has wolf um, dreams and stuff. Oh, so does she? she shows
1: that yeah, that Starkly uh, warging ability as well. Hmm. Um, but no, the idea is that he calls out ghost and he wargs as soon as he gets stabbed, and uh, so now it comes back we have this other Jon Snow who's alive and relatively the same, but slightly different. And we don't know why. And then the final epilogue chapter would be from ghosts perspective. And then you find out that Jon Snow worked into ghost and he's stuck there. But what it leaves you Mm with, it leaves you the question like, well, who the fuck is Jon Snow? Yeah. Like what the hell is inhabiting his body? Because there's another character that I won't spoil for the people um, you already probably know about this character, but there's another character in the books that gets resurrected, and she's completely different. Uh, right. Her right. personality changes, and you're kind of like, "Is this the same person, or is this like a pet cemetery? Sometimes dead is better." Situation. You don't really know.
0: <laughs> Something a bet, middler, Sometimes, sometimes dead bet is, is better. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are clocking in at an hour and fifty. So I think we're gonna have to call this one. Uh, a close
0: all right
1: but sir it was very good to have you back
0: gomez yeah you too i feel like i didn't i did not talk enough you're gonna do some heavy editing on this uh, yeah yeah this fucking podcast every
1: time we talk about game of thrones it's like man it's it's just so expository when you're just like i have to explain (laughs) this
0: i feel like i get drained i'm like all excited for it and then i'm just like fuck so much exposition like oh this kills me it's super exposition kills me
1: yeah i'm sure the audience feels the same way so sorry to everyone except for mikey chan whom i hope is dead
0: (laughs) oh god (laughs) r.i.p mikey chan
1: sometimes dead is better all right well thank you for joining us ladies and gentlemen i am tyler pino
0: And I'm Gian
1: Gomez. Have a lovely day.